A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. and welcome to the first episode of Practical Parenting's podcast, Baby Whisperer. I'm your host, Erin Craven. I'm a journalist, I'm a magazine editor, I'm a Netflix addict, and most importantly, I'm a mum of two gorgeous boys. My youngest is six years old and my stepson is 17, so we've been through both ends of the spectrum there. Of course, babies don't come with a manual, so in this podcast, we're going to answer your questions, go through some of the myths and old wives' tales, and basically everything you need to know about being a new parent. To kick things off, let's start with the number one issue most parents are concerned about, sleep. How much is too much? How much does your baby need? How to get them to sleep? And joining us is Judy Tripodi from Tresillian Family Centres in Sydney. Judy is a child and family health nurse with 20 years experience. She also works with families of newborn babies, particularly those who have issues with sleep. Um, and she's also a mum. So welcome, Judy. Thank you, Erin. Very happy to be here. So Judy, let's focus on sleep. So how much sleep does a newborn baby actually need? Okay. I suppose if I had to be um, technical, then we could say between 12 to 14 hours in a 24-hour period. But being very mindful, every baby is quite individual. And this is probably my main point when I will talk about sleep, is that we really need to look at the individual baby and family. So in that context, babies can sleep less hours. I have looked after families with babies who have slept as little as eight or nine hours in a 24-hour period. <laughs> and then on the other end, you'll get babies who may sleep up to, say, 16 hours or more. And even their parents worried, are they sleeping too much? So um, I think just you, you can have those numbers in your head, but just be a little bit flexible and don't be too worried if your baby isn't meeting what is um, termed like average sleep. Judy, when you mention that 16 hours, you obviously don't mean a 16-hour stretch in one go, do you? No, no. What I'm meaning is uh, uh, newborn sleep, or well, really, Erin, like baby sleep um, and small children's sleep is broken into uh, naps in the day and then uh, chunks of sleep at night. So when we talk about a newborn baby and I'm referring to a baby under three months there, under two to three months, We they, they, they can sleep sort of weird. They can be awake all night. They can sleep more in the day. So we're, we have to be mindful of that with them. And that's just because of their immature um, brain, nervous system, their general immaturity of all their body systems the ability for them to sort of learn to sleep better and all parents want to know when they're going to sleep longer at night, that kicks in, say, between two to three months. And there's a couple of factors that are 
under play there, there's this thing called their um, internal body rhythm. So that that's the them being able to distinguish night and day, and that gets established in those first um, two two to three months of life. And there's also a hormone called melatonin that is secreted, um, and that also kicks in around that time to help know that um, the, the hormone melatonin actually helps induce sleep and that's secreted at night. So those things happen in those first, in those early months. Okay. And as a new mum, then you hear a lot about sleep routines. Mm-hmm. If, if your baby isn't sort of developmentally at that stage yet, when should you establish a sleep routine and why is it so important? Okay, so when when I was chatting before about those factors which help sort of synchronise the ability for a baby to uh, learn um, to sleep, uh, that uh, having um, a routine. But but what we tend to say more now, Erin, is a is a pattern of care. Sometimes I think a routine throws you back to olden days of strict prescriptive times when you sleep. And we know now that every baby's different and it's hard to have a baby sleeping at, say, 10 to like all of this type of thing. So rather what we do now is say, talk about um, a pattern of care and we talk about a feed place sleep pattern of care and that from three to four months on can be practised and that will actually help facilitate the baby to learn good sleep behaviours. But what we're finding now is as soon as you have your baby, when you get home, you can set up a bedtime routine and it doesn't need to be strictly at bed going to sleep, but this is how they go to sleep for their day naps and um, night naps. And so this bedtime routine is just like a sequence of activities per se that you would do that baby will learn is associated with going to sleep. And what sort of things would that involve? So that that would involve age appropriate. So if we're talking about a newborn baby, it could um, just involve um, uh, some massage or a bath before, say, bedtime, a relaxation bath. But if it's in the day, it would be popping the baby into their pyjamas or if they're being wrapped or a um, sleeveless sleeping bag or something like that, a swaddle suit. There's lots of those on the markets now. Um, and then you would uh, cuddle, sing your baby, sing to your baby. You could read a book if you want. I think that might be better for the baby to be a little <laughs> bit older for that. And so it's sort of like winding down, Erin. Yeah. Uh, we don't <clears throat> want to just take a baby from playing plonk in bed, that type of stuff. So babies, there's a bit of winding down involved here. And ideally, you're popping baby down calm and quiet. Pop them in the cot and on their back. And um, and then leave the room. Yeah. So I, I guess in some ways it's a little bit like us. I mean, we need to wind down before we go to bed too. Very much. Yeah. 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 And it's a great way of getting dads involved too, isn't it? Getting you know dad to maybe do the bath or something like that. Yeah, certainly. And and I think the main thing for a lot of, especially like the new mums that I work with, is that you don't have to take this all on yourself. It's important to involve the partner because it is. Um, very tiring and a huge adjustment caring for a newborn baby. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a big culture shock, isn't it, when you first bring your baby home and you think, oh, my gosh, what do I do? I don't think anything can prepare you for it. (laughs) Um, I always constantly will have these um, 
the parents say to me, I wish we were told about this before we had the baby, but I think um, when you go to the preparation for parenting classes, you're very focused on the labour and the birth. So they do touch on this, but I, you're not really probably paying attention. Um, yeah, it's huge. I, I say it's one of the biggest events in your life. It can be having your first baby, but People go back for more, so exactly. <laughs> so um, you get you get used to it. I think you just get used to the less time you have when you have children. Yeah, you mentioned before about putting your baby on the back, and obviously that's a, a safe sleeping practice. But what do you do if you have a baby who will not sleep unless he or she is being held? Okay, uh, so if we're talking about a newborn baby, so if we're talking about a baby under two to three months of age. Uh, then that is okay. You're not going to spoil your baby if you need to hold your baby to sleep. And, um, and I think though, uh, if you are doing that, you do also have to be mindful a little bit of safe practices. Um, if you were to fall asleep mm-hmm. while holding your baby and that, and that sort of stuff. Um, but you're not going to, um, you, Many ladies might need to hold their baby for a few hours, if, especially if it's going through these crying unsettled periods. You're not going to spoil your baby if you need to do that. I usually would say you've got to ride this wave out. And um, developmentally under three months of age is a period of crying and unsettledness, which just happens with babies. We still really don't know why. It's probably just to the immaturity of all their body systems. And so from three to four months on, if you do find you're doing that, that's when you can start looking at trying to change your practices of how you put the baby to sleep and um, practicing, say, popping the baby down first in the bassinet or cot, allowing the baby some opportunity to self-settle and you assisting them with that before you would hold or feed them to sleep. Yeah, that's really nice to know because that's one of the loveliest moments when you're you're a new parent is just being able to sit on the couch and cuddle all day, really. Definitely. And babies want that, Erin. Babies are like programmed for that. They want to be with their parents, um, having that closeness and bonding and attachment. We know now is so important in their development because if a baby has that strong attachment to their main caregiver, that actually allows them to feel safe and from there, as they grow, they explore through play and that's how they learn. Oh, so that's great. So everyone, you, you can just sit there and cuddle your baby all day, basically. <laughs> you can. You can. newborn and smell in that beautiful newborn smell. Definitely. What about, we, we talk about feeding and feed cycles and, and you, you taught that uh, when you have a new baby that, you know, every three hours you should be feeding or so forth. Should you ever wake a sleeping baby? Uh, that's a good question. I would probably say no, especially if they've been crying all day the day before or have cried for most of the day or night. Uh, I think the only time that you might would be if you're concerned about the um, calories that baby's getting and the intake. So if you had a baby that wasn't gaining a lot of weight, um, then you might wake. And generally what we would say for an infant under particularly uh, eight weeks would be to wake at the five hour mark and that. And on another note, if you are breastfeeding, that is 
probably more important to wake. If you uh, have concerns about your supply, we do want in that period as well ladies to feed at least between six to eight times in a 24-hour period. So if you've got an overly sleepy baby and you think, oops, I'm not going to get that amount of time in, then it's, um, I, I would say, yeah, wake, wake at the five-hour mark. Okay, that's good to know. And there's always that mum at mum's group who gloats that her baby is already sleeping through the night. What does that actually mean? I mean, surely that doesn't mean that they're going to bed at seven and waking up at seven the next morning. What What do we mean when we say sleeping through the night? Yeah, uh, well, that's where I usually challenge if the, if the mum in the mum's group says that because all the other mothers are feeling bad. Exactly. <laughs> Hearing that, um, I would say, okay, what's your definition of sleeping through the night? From a Tresillian point of view, that um, what, what we find is that say after 10 to 12 weeks on, because those other uh, rhythms, um, those biological rhythms, which I'd mentioned before, the sleep-wake cycle and the hormone secretion, melatonin, uh, um, kicking into place, we would say that would be a five to six hour period sleeping through the night. But that could be when you first put the baby down, so that could be, say, 7 to 12. Uh, it would be wonderful if it's from 11 to <laughs> 4 they? or that's, 5 in the morning. That's the dream baby we've all been wanting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so that's it just means that they can they, the baby has the potential to sleep, say, 5 to 6 hour period, but it doesn't really mean it, – it, it doesn't really mean that it's going to happen overnight. Yeah. And then they will still wake too. So they still might have one, two or three wakings at other times during the night. That's fantastic to hear because we've all sat there and sort of groaned at, at that mum. So Judy, thank you so much for talking to us about getting your baby to sleep and establishing a sleep routine in the first couple of weeks. Um, I remember as a first time mum myself, the whole sleep thing was a real shock to the system. What's the other advice that you would give mums? I know we were told sleep when the baby's sleeping and, you know, is there any other advice you would give mums? Uh, is this if their babies aren't sleeping that much? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it, you, me you mentioned a minute ago, sleep when the baby sleeps. So I think that's really important. Uh, I think just, just imagine you're on um, – rotating roster of shifts. So you could be on night shift, you could be on day or afternoon shift, evening shift. So um, don't put too much pressure on yourself. I think allow at least two to three months to get used to your baby. Rest when baby rests. Because the thing, Erin, what, what happens is that if you're exhausted and sleep deprived, this is what I often find when I work with the uh, families with new babies, is that you can, you can get anxious, you can feel stressed, you don't problem solve as effectively. And so, um, it's important, it's really important for you to rest. Now, anybody could hold the baby, um, and, and settle. So involve your partner. And also don't think you have to do it all. So if you're lucky and fortunate enough to have extended family that are available to you, access that. Like if it's your mum, mother-in-law, 
sisters, aunts, whoever, even friends, just to give you a break because you'll manage a lot better if you get, if you have a little bit of sleep on board. And then also there's organisations like ourselves, Tresillion. Uh, so if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, we have a phone line and an online chat where we can provide support. We've got our services too within Sydney Metropolitan, but we've really expanded into regional areas of New South Wales and even now in the um, Australian Capital Territory, there's Tresillion there. So there's lots of support there. And then there's also community supports like the Child and Family Health Nurse and your GP. So the main thing is you're not alone with any of this. And, um, our, oh, and I forgot the most important, the partner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we can't forget him or her. Yes. No, no. Share all of this with your partner too, because most times the partners are very worried. So, um, and that's sometimes a partner could step up and take this on board as well. If, um, if the mother is a little bit too overwhelmed to, to, to think clearly herself. Fantastic. That's really great advice, Judy. I think you hit it on the head before when you said just go along for the ride. So Judy, just before we go, if a mum is feeling a little bit overwhelmed or wants some more advice, where can she go? So Erin, she can go to our website, which is uh, tresillion.org.au, where she can find lots of information. Uh, There's also the Raising Children website, which has lots of really good information on all aspects of childcare. If she's a little bit concerned uh, that the baby could be unwell, there is Health Direct, which is open 24-7. And she can phone them or go to their website. Judy, thank you so much for chatting with us on The Baby Whisperer. It's so great to know that there's expert advice out there. We would love to have you back. I'd love to come back, Erin. Thank you, Judy. And thank you for listening. For more advice on newborn and parenting expertise, head to practicalparenting.com.au and we'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Practical Parenting's Baby Whisperer podcast. Bye for now. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 